Hey guys, welcome to the Spruce Home Show, your no BS podcast that tackles what it looks like to design, build, and renovate. We're your hosts, Brad and Caitlin Blair. Welcome to the show. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Spruce Home Show. I hope you guys are having an awesome Tuesday morning so far. Uh, Today, I'm pretty excited for this episode because we are joined by Heather Fritz and Dustin Sickler to talk about something that I think is super relevant right now, especially in our market. We're going to talk about um, whether it makes the most sense to buy a house, whether it makes the most sense to build a house, uh, to remodel or to renovate a house. And everybody's situation is a little bit different, but to figure out and try and talk through, um, I guess, what those factors are what factors might play into that decision for, for different people in different families. So welcome Heather and welcome Dustin. Thanks for having us today. We're so excited to be here. Thank you. For, for anybody who's followed us for a while, you know that we've worked with both Heather and Dustin for a while. So you, if you follow us, you likely follow them as well. Um, but I thought maybe just to start Heather, Dustin, if you just tell them a little bit about yourself, nothing too crazy, just quick hitters, So I've been in real estate for uh, seven or eight years now, Um, but leading up to that, I always sort of dabbled in real estate through sales and marketing and all my other jobs as well. And I've been in real estate for almost six years now. Um, I do reside in Saskatoon with my family. I got my wife and my two kids, Everly and Hayden. What are they for for Christmas? (laughs) What are they for Halloween? Uh, Everly is Jasmine. And Hayden is uh, Marshall from Paw Patrol. Ah, Marshall. We're, so we're recording this on Friday, so a few days before Halloween. But um, did the kids both dress up today? Yeah, they were yeah. both dressed up yeah. for school and daycare. So Ray was Ray's Ariel, and uh, Walker's a penguin. Caitlin actually bought Walker a costume, I think a puppy dog, like a month ago. But he outgrew it already. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she had to buy a second one. So... What, are you guys doing anything for Halloween? Heather? No, I think, um, well, my son, he's uh, 17, so he's out of town playing hockey, so he's going to dress up for real as a goalie, and my daughter will probably be hiding somewhere else in the house eating candy. <laughs> <laughs> I Studying. would like to also be eating candy. <laughs> Dad tax. <laughs> cool. So we're, like I said, we're, we're going to talk today about um, just the, it's going to be the real estate market in general, and then we're going to kind of dive into... Uh, where we see some opportunity and where maybe uh, factors you should consider if you are looking to just get more space. I know because of COVID mainly, people now are working from home and they weren't working from home, from home, holy, from home before. (laughs) Um, Kids seem to be at home more often. And so people are needing more space in some form or fashion. Um, But there's different ways to accomplish that. So we'll kind of talk about that. Um, to start off, we, the market is hot, obviously. The market is crazy right now. But like, what does that actually, what does that mean in terms of like, is what's moving fast? What's not moving fast? Um, like why are things not moving fast if they're not talk about, maybe let's dissect that a little more than just things are crazy. So everything is moving faster than it would have been two years ago. So even the slower moving products, like apartment style condos are still moving quicker than they would have traditionally but the fastest moving 
um, properties right now are single family homes, either in entry level, mid entry, or acreages. They're just flying off the shelves. Yeah, um, acreages I think are, are really moving fast. Um, any price range though in Saskatoon is moving pretty quick. Um, and I don't think there's any really rhyme or rhythm. Um, people I find are buying because it's a boom. Um, and you know, I, I usually think it's people should buy in the opposite. When, when we're in a down market, you typically don't have those houses moving quick and, and you're wondering why, because the pricing is better. But um, this is what we're in right now and it's, you know, it's, it's been a pretty good year. I've, I've been surprised about the acreages, to be honest. Like it doesn't seem, where's this craze coming from? Well, I think, I think there's very little supply in the city. I think maybe subconsciously we're scared to be next to each other right now. Mm. Um, it's, um, we actually, in Saskatoon, we have some amazing developments fairly close to the city. Yeah. You don't have to drive 40 minutes to be on an acreage. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting on an acreage right now yeah. doing this, <laughs> totally. this podcast and it took me 10 minutes from, from the center of town to get here. And I, like the cost to build an acreage is, is more than to build the equivalent house in the city but the cost of land is not dramatically more to get an acre or two than it is to get a larger lot in the city. No, and honestly, if you're building um, some of those higher level properties, it, it, almost, it almost cancels itself out. So if you're, if you're spending a lot more money, then you might as well have the extra acreage to go along with the beautiful home. And like you said, people are working from home now and there's a lot more people in the house. Um, they're looking for more space. So on an acreage, you know, you can, you can get out and, and enjoy the, enjoy the space more. Well, and that's a good point. Like the, I guess I didn't even think about that is that if you're working from home, the commute doesn't matter anymore. Nope. It's like if you're 10, 15 minutes out of the city and you got to get downtown. So maybe you're 20 minutes from downtown, maybe you didn't want that before, but if that commute's not there anymore, that's like a barrier that people aren't worried about anymore. I didn't think about that. Plus everybody got dogs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see in a year or two if that continues or if people yeah. start going back to work, if the acreage sales will slow down. But right now, if you got an acreage and you're thinking of selling, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a good time. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, so where do you guys see opportunities right now? So if you're looking to get more space for whatever reason, or I guess downsize for that matter, whatever is, what are the opportunities in our market right now? So I would look at prop because everything's moving so quickly. I would take a second look at properties that have been sitting on the market for longer than 24 days because they've been overlooked for one reason or another. So take a look at them again, find out if that's a reason you can overcome and make that property yours, make it valuable for resale or turn it into a rental opportunity because mm -hmm. we're also incredibly low on rentals. Dustin, you dabble in like investment stuff from an investment standpoint. Is there any like strategy that you would consider looking at right now, given how hot everything is? Well, I typically as an investment, I don't like to buy in a, in a high market like this. Um, but like Heather just said, there is still a really high demand for rental properties. So um, the rents are, are higher than typical, right? So, I mean, you might pay a little bit more for that rental property, but I think you'll get a good return on it still. So going back to, well, going back to home buyers, 
or sellers, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Assume you're moving and you don't, you don't know, you know, you want to, you want to move or you need to increase space for whatever reason. Your family got larger, you're working from home, whatever the reason is, but you don't know whether you want to buy an existing house, whether you want to build a new house, whether you want to renovate your existing house or buy a new house to renovate. Um, if all of those cards are on the table from the seat that you guys sit in, where do you start? Well, start with, start with talking to an agent because everybody gets stuck with this analysis paralysis where they don't know where to turn because they don't know what avenue to go down and whether that's building or building on an acreage, for example, Um, And I think you guys have done a really good job of demystifying the build for people, which is so helpful when it comes to selling a new build. But the same thing can be said about renovating or um, selling and then renting for a while. Gather information. Don't hesitate to reach out to real estate agents, to builders, um, to investors, and just bend their ear and gather all of your information before you decide what you're going to do. Yeah. Because it's a lot. It (laughs) is a lot. Like to figure out, oh, it's just, it's one thing to to be like, well, I want to build, what does that look like? Well, that's just one piece of the pie. But if you're actually open to all the avenues, it's like, okay, well, that's just part of it. And then you need to understand what's out there for sale. And then you need to understand, well, if I want to remodel, what does that cost? Mm-hmm. And and that's a different ball game than building because every house is going to be different, obviously. For sure. Um, where would you start? <laughs> well, definitely talk with a, with a real estate agent. Um, you know, some people will just talk with a builder and then they'll be fixated on a build, but do they want that area or do they want an infill project, right? Um, or do they want to renovate a house or do they want to stay in the house? There's so many questions out there, but I guess it depends what your what your your wants are, right? And your needs. Um, speaking from experience, I bought and renovated and um, it's, it's a lot of work um, and uh, it can be overwhelming, but... Um, you know, it's a, it's a process. And the one thing I will tell people about renovating is, um, it, it, you know, if you decide just to do your kitchen, well, then your dining room or your living room might be outdated, right? Yeah. And if you just decide to do the bathrooms, well, you might want to do the trims and the doors in, in the hallway too. Because once one thing looks nice and pretty, you want to keep going for everything else too. Because yes. the rest looks bad by the comparison. Rest, the rest doesn't look as good. So, so it is, you know, you have to make sure that your budget is on track and have a big contingency too. Because when we started, uh, you guys helped us renovate our, our main yeah. floor of our house. Well, our second floor didn't look good. So, <laughs> so I took it upon myself to finish the second floor. But now, three, three and a half years later, there's still some stuff that aren't finished in yeah. the house. So looking back, I love the renovation. Um, but building new too, uh, sometimes can be pretty appealing. Yeah. And I, I, like you said, I think it depends. Like you got to figure out number one, what your, what your wants and needs are. Like, do you need to be not need? Do you really want to be within walking distance of a school? Well, if, if that's really important, the opportunity to build like shrinks just because there's not many places where you can build a brand new house and be walking distance from a school. So it's like, okay, is that a need? For example, um, if you have dogs and you, you want lots of space, well then an infill probably isn't for you. I think you also need to be flexible. I think I, I don't believe in a, um, like a forever home or a dream home. I think every family's, um, needs change as they grow and age. And so I think what you want to do when you're looking for a home or looking to renovate or looking to build is 
what kind of longevity am I going to get out of my dollars? If you're looking to find the perfect property or the perfect renovation for the entire rest of your lives, you probably won't even start because yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. But find something that's going to suit you now and then as you grow and change. Yeah. And so I thought about it a little bit. Um, you have to start with your budget. And D like Dustin said, if you're going to renovate or if you're going to build. For sure. Um, you need to be realistic, um, but you need to figure out what does that number actually look like? Cause you can't, everybody has a budget. I don't care if you have $4 million in the bank or $40 in the bank, everybody has a budget. And one thing that I explain to people is it doesn't, no matter how much money you have, there's always going to be compromises because the more money you have, the more things that you want. Right. <laughs> um, and the more expensive things that you want. So there's always compromises. I don't care who you are, but you need to set that budget. And then I would actually start with online research to figure out what, like what's even available and start there. Um, we all know that right now the market's tight and there's not a ton available. And that if you go on today and then you go on tomorrow, it's probably quite different. Um, uh, but you don't need to like rush the process. Like you said, Heather, there's not necessarily the perfect home or the forever home. If you miss out on a house, it's it's probably not the end of the world. Every th I, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And if you miss out on one today, it's probably because a better one's coming tomorrow. Um, so I think you just need to take take the time. If you are in that headspace where like everything is on the table, which I think it should be. It always should be because you just you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, like a sweet house that's fully that got fully renovated three years ago could come on the market and be perfect, um, or you could find a house that's completely tattered and torn but can be renovated exactly where you want it to be within your budget, or the perfect piece of land comes up. Um, all if if it's all on the table, then then I think you should take the time and walk through that process, and you need to go to a builder and, and talk to them. Um, and understand what the process looks like and whether that's a right, the right fit for you. Um, ideally, if that builder can also talk about renovations, <laughs> then that helps. But not always. It, it might have to be two different people, and I think that's okay too. Um, and you, you like need to talk to a realtor. You need to figure out. Because one important part, if you're going to renovate a house, is what are you buying it for today? How much money are you putting into it tomorrow? And then what's it going to be worth when it's done because sure. if you're sinking yourself underwater that makes no sense at all the other thing with renovations too is you want to make sure that you're talking to your realtor about how resaleable are these renovations mm -hmm. if you turn a family home into an executive bungalow so you take out a bedroom so that it's not comfortable for a family with two young kids anymore then you might shoot yourself in the foot for years to come i think one thing that we tend to do and i don't know if this is a canadian thing but we tend to apologize to the people who provide us service for taking their time. Yeah. But the fact is, is all three of us sitting at this table make money by providing those services. Yeah. So, you know, you should never hesitate to reach out to a realtor who has experience with builders who renovate or builders who flip or builders who um, are doing infills. You should also never apologize to reaching out to builders to yeah. find out everything about them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I find most people are, you know, they're just scared to pick up the phone just to even give you a call. But, you know, we're, we're, we're there for them and, and we're going to provide any knowledge that they need to, to know without a written contract on the table, right? So yeah. Right. Dustin, and we were talking about this um, just before you turned on the mic, Brad, was that we're, you know, we're, we're in this for the long run. So if we can help you make decisions today, 
um, and then you refer us tomorrow. Like that's that's good business too. Yeah. So you might not be looking for an agent today, but we can definitely point you in the right direction for a good renovator or um, just a comparable market analysis of what your house is going to be worth when you're done. Yeah, and like you said, I, you don't need to be afraid of going and asking people for their time, for advice, for information. The perf the perfect examples. We bought a hot tub whatever, three years ago, I think it was. I knew absolutely nothing about hot tubs. I only knew like two brand names, <laughs> let alone anything about hot tubs. So what Caitlin and I did is we went to like five different hot tub stores in Saskatoon on a Saturday afternoon. And we walked in, we literally said like, we're not buying anything today. We're just on like a learning expedition to figure out what we need to be considering when we're buying a hot tub, um, the pros and cons, why, why you think your hot tub's better, etc etc one thing i learned is every single brand has a patented jet system <laughs> which means you cannot compare like oh, which one's better unless um, you get in right <laughs> unless you get in which there is um there i won't even plug them but there there is a store in saskatoon where they allow you after hours to come and test their hot tubs and they bring red wine oh that's so. just creepy <laughs> but and cool I but guess. it's like well if you're spending whatever, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. on a hot tub and they supposedly have these awesome jets. Anyway, there's no way you know. But 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 my point of the story is that it's okay to do that. Like go and go on a learning expedition. Go and right. talk to a builder and just learn. Right. Um shameless plug, we did an uh, um a podcast episode. It was episode eleven on on that exact thing, on questions to ask builders. So go and listen to that. Go to builders and just pick their brain. Um, we, if, if you send me an email, I'll send you like a whole information package on what the building process looks like. If it's difficult to get into like nuts and bolts of costs, but we can give you a general idea of what things look like. Um, same from a renovation standpoint, it, you're not going to be able to get exact costs. Um, but you can have a general understanding of what, how far your dollars can go. Well, and sometimes it helps people plan for the future as well. So let's say people have $50,000 in the bank to do their renovation. And after they meet with a builder, um, they find out that what they really want is $75,000. So they can make at that point a decision to pare it back or maybe save. Maybe it's something they do next year. And like I have, I'm not going to say a lot, but a few times a month I'll get emails from people saying, hey, we're going to build, we're planning on building on like in two years from now just wondering what like the process looks like. Obviously, I've never been asked for like costs when they're planning that far out. I think they know that it's kind of irrelevant because it's going to ebb and flow. Um, but it's just an understanding of what the process looks like because that helps a ton. That's a like a huge blank that nobody understands of what is it, what does a process look like to build? How long does it take? How involved is it? Um, same with a renovation. Honestly, probably same with buying a house. If you've never bought a house, it's the same. Like, where the heck do you even start? So. Well, yeah, and like you said, um, you know, there's there's been clients that I've been working with for three years now, and you know they'll check in with me every month or two. Um, they're not ready to to buy, but they want to keep their their pulse on the market, right? Um, kind of complete opposite from when I almost bought my first house. I went to a, me and my wife Laura went to an open house. Uh, and put an offer on her. The very first house I ever looked at, um, luckily the agent told us to go find another agent 
And when we put the offer in the next day, it was sold already. So, which was, you know, looking back was the best thing that ever happened to us because I, we wouldn't have been happy in that house. So see things happen. for <laughs> Well, and you know, to marry what we do, Brad, um, with what you do is you can take your agent to meet with renovators and builders yeah. too. I mean, I've sat down at the table with you many times with yeah. a mutual client and, um, you know, Dustin and I can bring the experience of building ourselves or doing renovations ourselves. And we can ask the questions that, that a buyer or a, a client might not even know they should be asking. Yeah. And we've had that plenty of times in the past with multiple different agents coming in to your point. It's, it's almost, it's not even an intermediary. It's maybe it's protection um, or like a support. I think of it person. as support. Yeah. And, and honestly, because, um, you know, Dustin has a bit of a construction background and I've built a few houses um, across the country with some success and some failures. Um, you know, I, we just, we just have the experience to ask questions that, that if you're a first time build a buyer or even, you know, somebody who's had a little bit more experience, it's just a different point of view. So Dustin, what are things that you would urge people to like consider? Let's say the book is open and all options are on the table. What are the important things? that they should be considering in order to make that decision? Like, is it things that I wrote down are like availability? Like, do you need to move tomorrow? Like, are your, is, do you have to for some rhyme or reason? Um, is there urgency? What are your wants and needs? Like, what would the list be for you where like, if the book is open, these are the things that you need to consider in order to make that decision? Well, wants and needs was the first thing that came to my head, right? Um, I think people get really excited off the, off the bat, right? They, they've had a chat and they said, yeah, we want to buy a house or build a house. And I think they get really excited off the bat. Um, but, you know, if, if you talk with someone about it or the more, the more time you put into it or the more research you do, you know you don't have to jump the gun right away. Um, I'm pricing out building a, building a house right now and uh, you don't realize all the, the costs involved into it. And even to upgrade, you know, your flooring from a, a dollar a square foot more makes a huge difference in your budget, right? So don't rush to it because if you're putting in the cheaper flooring because you blew your budget already, you're going to regret it. So, you know, making sure you talk to the right people and, um, and doing your research and taking your time. I know you can't take your time all the time in a hot market, but... I find sometimes in a hot market, people are impulse buying and, and regretting it later. Right. So I agree. It's, I mean, if you have a roof over your head, it's probably not as urgent as you think it is. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. <laughs> um, so, and you've said this in the path past Heather, is it really that big of a deal if you have to move twice? Right. It's inconvenient, but like, is it the end of the world? We, I would say when we first started building, most of our clients really didn't want to move twice. Now, most of them are moving twice. Well, I heard a stat that the average homeowner nowadays moves every five years almost. So compared to when our parents were back in the day, they lived still in the same house. I know. They still talk about the 19% interest. So well, <laughs> and I think, I think because we're sort of, we sort of like to agree with people and somebody says, oh, I just can't move twice because I've got little kids. So I took a step back once and I said, but, but really you could, like your kids are, 
your kids are adaptable. It might suck, but I guarantee you in five years for you to be in the house that you really wanted, you'll be, you'll be fine. Like, I know. And that, so we're starting to talk to clients about that in terms of possession dates. Right. Um, we have now moved to, we actually won't give a firm possession date until flooring is installed, which seems real difficult. And it is from my standpoint also, except it comes right back to that. It's like, does it, does a month here, there really matter if you're going to live in the house for 20 years? Most of the houses we're building now are not like two year houses, three year houses, five year houses. They're like 10, 15, 20 or forever home houses. So it's like, is that month, extra month of inconvenience really the end of the world in order to make sure that like the quality is exactly how it should be? Well, if you look at it like it's an adventure, we had an experience when our kids were younger and we had to rent a house between houses. And for Rob and I, it was like, we thought it was going to be a nightmare. And we, I mean, it, it wasn't a lot of fun. We ended up in a neighborhood we'd never experienced before. And that was really cool. But when you ask our kids about it, and these, these were like, we have a boy and a girl, they were stuffed in the same room, the same bed, they were quite young, but they talk about that awesome time at the rental, this really cool, like grungy house that we stayed in. <laughs> they thought it was the neatest thing. So I don't know yeah. if you're, if you're worried about your kids, like don't. Yeah. And I don't know if you shift your own mindset, you'll survive. Yeah. I agree. So gun to your head right now in Saskatoon, would you buy a house and just live in it as it, as is? Would you build a house or would you either remodel your own or buy one to renovate? Uh, I personally would build right now. Why? Um, pardon me? Why? Just because like I said, I, I went through the renovation process and it was a, it was a good experience, but I just, kept adding on to the renovation and adding on and adding on. And now my basement's ripped up. That was my <laughs> first COVID project, ripped up the basement. And it's, you know, finding the time to do it and the money. I mean, it's expensive yeah. where if, you know, if you build, but I guess, you know, there's, it's a double-edged sword because when you build, are you going to develop your yard? Are you going to mm -hmm. finish your basement? You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, stuff involved in that too and money. So uh, right, but right now where I'm at and having experience in all of them, buying a house to live in, buying a house to renovate and building, I would, I would build a house right now. One thing I would say too, in terms of a, like a pure money standpoint is that it's easier to get financing on a, on new construction that is for renovations. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you want to like, whatever, finish your bathroom that's unfinished in the basement. Like you're probably not getting a loan for that. Um, and bathrooms no longer cost $5,000, just so you know, right. <laughs> uh, they're like $15,000 and you add it up and you're like, how does this cost so much? It just does. Um, so it's not insignificant anymore. So just another thing to consider. What about you? Well, I'd build. Yeah, I for sure would build. Um, but I am building. So, um, but I like, I think we're kind of at the top of our market right now. Um, I have my finger on the pulse of the West Coast right now, and it's insane. Yeah. And so I just think we have so much more room to move in our market. So, you know, build if you're not going to turn around and sell it tomorrow. Yeah. Build if you can stay in it for five years at least. If you are planning on on leaving the city, not hanging on to that property tomorrow, yeah, maybe buy the most renovated existing house possible. Yeah. Don't build if you're going to move. So Heather, so she just said she's, she's currently in the middle of a build. She's building right now. 
why why did you and Rob decide you lived in a neighborhood that you loved? Mm-hmm. Um, you decided to build. I know there were some other considerations that you were considering. Why did you decide to end up building and even like building where you did? You, you're built out of town. So I would, so we're building on an acreage development. Um, I don't know if I can shamelessly plug Applewood Estates or not, but um, so we we built out there. I would only consider an acreage development that was really close to the city. So this is like four minutes out of out of the city because I I work in Saskatoon. Like I, my lifeblood is Saskatoon. Um, we did look really heavily at our neighborhood um, for a bigger house. We definitely needed a bigger house because we kept acquiring dogs and large dogs <laughs> during COVID. And um, our eldest um, is staying home in Saskatoon for university. And so we just needed some more space. So the existing homes in our neighborhood that were larger were going to need massive renovations for us to be comfortable in them. And when we priced out the cost of these homes in our neighborhood, plus the renovation, we were we were back to the same cost as building if not way more and would you get the money out of the renovation absolutely not yeah yeah and that so that's why it's important to talk to a realtor heather knew it because she is one um but every neighborhood for the most part has a cap like houses will only sell for so much in a given neighborhood and so you can build the taj mahal in riversdale if you want but it's only going to sell for so much and so that's that's an important piece of the puzzle if, are you going to put money into a house that you're never going to get back? Um, and well, if so, Brad, I had I had clients this uh, this past summer, and they found a house that was, in terms of style and functionality and size, was perfect for them. Um, it was in their budget, but it was it was probably ten to twenty percent beyond the cap of the neighborhood. And this family plans on moving in the next four years. Yeah. So I just couldn't guarantee that they were going to recoup it. So if they want to give money away, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, you know, there's good mortgage products out there, like purchase plus improvements, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that with my house. Um, yep. uh, you know, if you want a, not, not a huge renovation, but a kitchen or something like that, there's still good pro- mortgage products out there to help you with that, to just add it to your mortgage. So Totally. I agree. And a kitchen is almost always a, 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 a home run for, for a renovation Value. if you're not sure where to put your money. Yeah. Like Dustin said, just be careful. Right. One thing, and that, and that's one thing. When I walk into somebody's house and talk about a renovation, I always say, "Where are we stopping?" Yeah. Because, like you said, you do your kitchen. Well, you're doing the flooring. So, like, are we literally just doing the flooring in the kitchen? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to the hallways. Are we stopping at the bedrooms? We can, that's that that happens commonly. Is you stop at a bedroom, but wherever you go, the baseboards need done, and then when the baseboards need done, the walls need painted, and then. And then, and then, and then, and then with your, then you move into another room and you're like, well, there's popcorn ceiling. So like, maybe we'll just take care of that at the same time. And all of a sudden it goes from a $50,000 kitchen to a $150,000 main floor. And it's, I, from my experience, those are more difficult to get the purchase plus plus improvements when the dollar value of the improvements start getting higher and higher. But yeah, like if you're handy and you can do a lot of the small jobs, like I was able to do at my, my place, then it's not bad. 
but you're 100% right. I didn't know where to stop. I think I added on our job three times. Yeah, um, we were we, renovating, <laughs> and all of a sudden I walk in the house, and the carpet upstairs is gone. Like, and the doors and the trim are off. And, yeah, so the only things I didn't really do are the bathrooms, which I'm currently doing right now. So that's what I mean. It never really ends, right? I mean, yeah. you can have someone come in and, and do the whole project from start to finish, but, you know, that could cost a lot of money, and is it going to be worth it in the end? Are you going to get the money out of the house? Yeah. And, and there are, like, well, I'm definitely not trying to talk people out of uh, renovating because the last house we lived in was a severely renovated house. Um, and it, it worked out. It's not like it's a bad idea. It's just the, you need to understand what options are on the table. And you just need to take your time and do your research in order to figure that out. For sure. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You're not wasting your professional's time by engaging them. No, agreed. Um, with that, do you guys, guys want to add anything else? Um, yeah, I just, um, you know, realtors aren't there just to, uh, to, to sell you the next house and, and, uh, builders aren't there just to put up a house right away. We, we definitely want to partner with, uh, people in our community to make sure that you're in a house that's, that's comfortable for you. I know all three of us at this table are, you know, we're looking to continue to build their businesses and we want to make sure that you're in the right space. Yeah, take your time, do your research, and, and be comfortable that you do. Don't don't make rash decisions, um, and uh, go with people that you trust. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. Trust is a big thing. So with that, we're going to wrap this up. We want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you guys took some value on this. If you're considering moving or expanding in any form or fashion, um, reach out to Heather, Dustin, or I, and we can help kind of start that process and walk through it with you um for next week we caitlin's going to be on and she's going to be talking about if you are looking to renovate or build where to put your money so places to smartly splurge and places that you can smartly save money on and so if you're interested in that come back and take a listen other than that again thank you for listening like i said last week um if you have any topics that you would like us to talk about, shoot us a DM on Instagram. We'll be more than happy to put it on our kind of ongoing list of topics. And other than that, if you would be so kind to leave us a review on whatever platform you guys listen, it seems like most of them are either on Apple or Spotify. That would help out a ton. And other than that, we will see you guys next week.